everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the galaxy. There you <laughs> go. I like Catching on. <laughs> we release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Better yet, just subscribe, and then it shows up all magical and delightful in your feed. <laughs> Shout out to New Jersey manufacturers. And you can do that. Shoot, I was forgetting. NJBIA.org <laughs> slash subscribe. This is like the yeah. tenth time in a row that I've suggested they subscribe and I forget to say how to I do know, it. Know. You gotta say and display it. <laughs> I'm not easily replaced. Okay. That is it's absolutely job security. True. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so true. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They do home, auto, and workers' comp. So if you need some updated coverage, check them out. They are the official sponsor of the show. Awesome. So with us today from Carrie Barrett Consulting is, right. wait for it, <laughs> Carrie Barrett. I know, it's shocking. So, Hello. Yes. Say hi, yeah, let the audience hear your voice. Thank you. It's great to be, this is my first podcast, by the way. No way. Ever. Yes. You're like a straight up communications professional. How is that possible? I, you know what? I really don't know. I was thinking about it on the drive down here. I have never done a podcast, always done news. I've done a lot of video, obviously, but so... Yeah. I was going to say, she was waiting for the right one. Right. That's, you know what? That's, darn it. That is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank well you. played. Yes. Yeah. I was waiting for the right one. I love it. I'm so glad that we could be here for you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. So today's icebreaker is, what are you binging right now? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the Walking Dead, which I wow. realize is not new, right? Oh, it start, well, yeah. it started in 2010. Yeah. And I just discovered it. Uh, oh, like, wow. Like a week ago. I thought you were going to tell me like, no. you know, you maybe no. like you hadn't watched the last season because they put no. it up on Netflix. No, 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 no. I haven't watched any of it. And wow. here, here, well, the reason is, and it's not because I'm some like highbrow masterpiece theater watching type of person. Anybody who knows me knows better than that. However, I was always... I was in the news industry before I'm doing what I'm doing now, and so I was always getting up. My, my schedule was 1.30 in the morning. That was when my alarm went off. And so I was exhausted all the time. My bedtime was before all the good shows were on. What time was your bedtime? So it varied. Generally, it was 6 p.m., but that was before I had kids. After I had kids, <laughs> it was got a little more hairy. So I would come home from work at about 11 a.m. I would wash all of my makeup off, which took a while because TV makeup is thick. Yeah. And I would take a nap for two and a half hours. And then I would wake up when the kids got home from school. And then I would, you know, bath, bedtime, homework. Da 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 dinner, I forgot that. <laughs> dinner, that's important too. <laughs> and then I would put them to bed and then I would go back to bed and kind of take another nap for two and a half, three hours, and that was my Monday through Friday. So so that's why Your I didn't watch any like TV. Half the time I sleep Crazy. in general. Like, yeah, yeah. It was it was rough. I, I'm actually only 28, but I look like I'm 48. <laughs> <laughs> Not at Not all. Not really, but it's it, it was a rough schedule. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I haven't watched any TV. Oh, oh yeah. I, I was wondering how that was moving back around to The Walking Dead. Yeah, The yes. Walking Dead. I mean, like those it's first good. few seasons. I don't know where you are, but some of the Season best two. television that's ever been made. It is. Yeah, so, and it's the first not few even, years. I mean, it's not even the gore. Like I think that's why people were initially like, oh, it's a zombie. It, what the heck is it going to be? It's it's new, um, but it's the plot line. There really actually is an interesting plot line. The yeah. character development and how they all work together. It's I think it's fascinating. My daughter, who just turned nine, really wants to watch it with me, and I'm like, eh. I mean, there there's some Ew. really scary stuff in there, I but know. it's not a show about zombies. No, if you it's haven't not. Watched the Walking Dead. It's actually a show about people, and the zombies are just kind of like a. a 
a bridge they're to like get us to like where would we be if we yes. didn't have laws and stuff you know right so right it's, it's kind of like lord of the flies i guess yes or battlestar yeah. galactica i remember when i was watching battlestar i thought this isn't a space show this is a show about people that just happens to be set in space right mm. exactly yeah that's what it is that right. really is what it is it's a story about humanity because you haven't watched good stories Death, about right? no i haven't no it's no. good I, I, I don't it. like scary stuff. It's but it, do you think it's scary? I don't there like are, scary stuff okay. either. It on the whole, no. But then like there are times where they're like, all right, we're gonna make stuff real, and like there are yeah. There's, I don't want to give anything away, especially for like, you. But there's even a for lot our of audience. tendons and entrails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are times where like she's taking yeah. notes. Yeah. <laughs> walking Dead. Avoid Walking Dead at all costs. <laughs> Well, all the right. scariest thing you said you watched was like what, um, Hellboy <laughs> or whatever, which is like not even I on like the. I yeah. don't, wait, what is that? I don't it was a movie that. from like the nineties. No, it was two thousand. Was it two thousand? Yeah. yeah, Ron. Um, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Perlman played Hellboy, and it was it's a movie based on a comic book, and it's not even that scary. But I had a nightmare, and so that's why. That, that was the end of it for so you. So The Walking Dead. I mean, the the average Walking Dead episode whatever but like when they hit their like mid-season finales season finales that's when you know right. would be like way over your threshold gets so yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know if i can do that yeah all right what are you binging oh um i just finished cobra kai season two uh so it's it's you basically were telling me about this i know that so it's um this. the karate kid 30 years later from mm -hmm. the villain's perspective and it is so good and it's one of those things where it's a youtube exclusive and it's the Karate Kid 30 years later, so I'm like, my expectations were on the floor, yeah. and it is brilliant. <laughs> like, really? yeah. like I have, it's is, one of the best shows I've seen in the last few years. Like, is Ralph Macchio in it? Yes, but because it's from the villain's perspective, Ralph Macchio is actually kind of like the antagonist. Um, oh, that's interesting. But not, like, yeah. he's not any worse than he used to be. Like, he is the same kid, but he's just a little bit more pretentious yeah. now, because um, he, like, owns a, a car dealership, and, you know, like, he's on TV, like, we're going to karate chop these prices, <laughs> and, like, yeah, like, the, the villain guy... <laughs> It doesn't it's, sound that good. <laughs> no, it, it's brilliant. Okay, so the, the I can't remember the guy's name. It's Johnny from... Um, the blonde guy. Yeah, the blonde guy, yeah. Johnny, from the original movie. They they start the movie with that final kick, you know, the, the crane kick, yeah. knocks Johnny out. You see Johnny on the floor, and then it just, like, fades into him now, drunk on the floor or whatever, 30 years later. And so, like, he's trying to pick his life back up, and, you know, it's that moment in your life where everything turned around. Like, he had everything going for him he in did. high school. I guess that was the point where, like, things started going south for him. And he just turns on the TV, and there is Ralph Macchio <laughs> rubbing his success in his face. And I'm just like, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> you know? And, like... It's so interesting because, like, he gets this student, you know, he is now, like, the Miyagi type, but he's, like, a, he's not a bad guy, but he's, like, not a good guy either. Right. He's still kind of a jerk. So he's giving this kid, like, objectively terrible advice, but the kid is so good that it kind of, like, goes through this prism of, like, I'm a good kid, so, like, I'm going to do this the way that, like, a good person was. Yeah. It's just, wow. You know, check it out. For yeah. real. Okay, yeah. what is the name of it again? Cobra Kai. That was Cobra the name Kai. of the bad guy dojo in the original Karate okay. Kid movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to check that out. And uh, yeah. it just follows this path where I just, like, I was not expecting it to go, but, like, to be fair, there aren't a lot of shows that follow the antagonist to begin with, you know, like the bad guy. Yeah. So 
it was kind of like open to like making its own template and huh. it, it worked. I feel like Breaking Bad is the last show I watched where yeah. the antagonist mm -hmm. was yeah. the star of the show. Mm -hmm. Now Breaking Bad is better. I'm not going to try to say that like, you know, Breaking Bad is on its own I, level of television quality. I've but, never yeah. seen Breaking Bad. Oh. That's another one I need it's to really binge. Good. Trust me, I have a list. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. I'm sure. It's good, right? Oh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. I'll get there one day. Ten years right. from now. <laughs> so I uh, yeah, just finished what we do in the shadows which is a mockumentary um it's about three vampires who live in a house together like their roommates mm -hmm. and um in staten island <laughs> and wait Obviously. there's a fourth there's a fourth vampire where vampires live <laughs> the fourth vampire is an emotional vampire though okay so he's always having these terrible conversations with his roommates like oh hey yeah Things are things are just not great in my life right now. Oh, yeah. And like bringing everybody down, right. it's hilarious. In a couple of episodes, you, we follow him to work where he has a, a, a competitor, like an emotional vampire competitor yeah. at work, and he just hates her because she's <laughs> like one-upping him all the right. time. She sucks the energy out of everybody else <laughs> exactly before he can get to it. Yeah. Exactly right. And the show is based on a movie from several years ago set in New Zealand. Really? Same premise. There are these four vampires who live in a house together and they're flatmates. And they go out together, they, you know, they party, they they look for victims. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them has a familiar who's a human who's... Wait, what's a familiar? It's like a human being that, like, wants to be a vampire. Yeah, a human okay. who, wants to yeah. Be, who wants to become a vampire and is willing to do all the grunt work associated with four people who live in a house who never want to do the dish like the I've first, got it okay within the so first he's 10 like minutes, their do boy right yeah. exactly yeah. okay within the first 10 minutes there's a, a flatmate meeting about the pile of dishes in the sink and, uh -huh. why, and why nobody's doing the dishes and these two vampires are like kind of mouthing off at each other and like it gets more and more intense until they're bats and they're in the air oh my God. <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> right so what we do in the shadows is funny it's okay i'm gonna gosh you guys have given me so many great ideas mm. thank you well, this was worth it already <laughs> it'll be something to do when like the walking dead starts to kind of clean right. because you know it does jump today, the shark at some yeah. point right yeah i, I was know, gonna say today right. the walking dead is not the masterpiece no, that it was in I those know. first few years but. i i just saw the one where dale died you remember wow dale? Look yes spoiler <laughs> well, come on. That's no, like okay, from, so our no, rule on this show... That's from 2010. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, our rule on this show is that we don't spoil anything from the last three years. That's okay. well out of that. So I abided. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's okay. It's totally yeah. great. Yeah. That's Dale okay. was kind of like the, the, what do you call it, the moral compass Absolutely. of that show. Absolutely. So when he went, it was, yeah. Don't tell me what happens, I I, but I can imagine. It's yeah. an interesting choice yeah. of the, the writers to take the moral compass and just I be like, know. see you later. I feel well, like... Okay. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to spoil don't it for it, her. Don't say yeah. It. Right. yeah, don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Somebody, right. yeah, no. Anyway. <laughs> I have an idea. Okay. Tell us all about Carrie Barrett Consulting. Oh, there's so much to tell. So, uh, Carrie Barrett Consulting is, thank you for having me here, by yeah, the way. Of course. Thank you for um, coming. My yeah. pleasure, my pleasure. Absolutely. Um, I'm new. My business is new. I started it I, about. For a second, I really thought you were going to say you are new at Carrie Barrett Consulting. I'm, in, I'm new at Carrie <laughs> Coincidentally. Barrett. Coincidentally. I know. My boss is the same name as me. That's why she hired me. Um, my boss is me. Uh, 
my business is eight months old. Mm -hmm. um, I am a media trainer and a public speaking coach. And um, I also provide brand storytelling and I assist with media pitching, broadcast news and cable news TV. That's where I come from. I come from a broad, uh, broadcast TV background, 20 years in that industry as an anchor reporter and a producer. Wow. Um, and most recently at WNBC in New York on uh, Today in New York, their morning program. I was an anchor and reporter there. And now I'm taking all of that experience that I curated over those 20 years and I am bringing them to people who need to up their game, whether they're on a stage in front of people, whether they're moving into a position, a new position that requires them to speak more, whether they're looking to secure paid speaking gigs, whether they just want to up their presence on video. And that kind of applies to a number of different elements. I have some clients who are looking to pitch themselves to, let's say, you know, a CNN or an MSNBC as a financial contributor. Well, we need to do media training. We need to get a sizzle reel together for you. I have other clients who are doing brand stories, right? They want a, a video piece, a, a longer format piece that tells the story of their business and how they help their clients. And then I have people who realize that video is where it's at in terms of marketing themselves and getting their message out there and helping them really scale that like no trust factor but they're not comfortable on video which I get I mean video is is inherently you know it's not natural to be sitting in front of lights and cameras and I know if you're watching this you can't see necessarily what's going on in the background but in we'll this setup around even, the room whenever I get up okay there. <laughs> yeah there's there's cameras and there's lights and there's you know boom mics a microphone that's above our head mm. and that's not a natural setting for most people mm -hmm. even if they're talking on their cell phone and so I help people learn how to kind of get on that video train and make sure that their their presentation is the best that it can be so that they can use that medium in the best way possible to spread their message and grow their business and their brand what's a sizzle reel I've never oh. heard that term before so a sizzle reel I'm, I'm actually working on one uh, right now for a financial client um, excuse me, a sizzle reel is basically, it varies in length, but depending on the amount of content somebody has to put on it, it's usually somewhere in between two to four minutes. And it is basically a highlight reel. So it shows, it's meant to show a couple of things. And it's usually, it's not a continuous story. It's not, you know, um, chronological. It is a series of clips, usually 15 seconds to 30 seconds a piece that show a number of things. It shows A, you know how to handle a camera. You can speak compellingly and you can be interesting on camera. B, you have a personality, right? You have to have something that people will want to watch even if you're talking, especially, there you <laughs> Go, just like that. <laughs> Especially if you're talking about something that's can be kind of dry, like right. finances. And then um, it has to show that you, you know, you don't have three heads. You're not terribly <laughs> repugnant to look camera at, ready. right? You know, I mean, really, yeah. It's one of the more superficial aspects of camera work, but it's it's a part of it. And it doesn't mean you have to be a supermodel or you know an actress or an actor. It just means that you need to know what works for you on camera and what doesn't work for you on camera. That means makeup and clothes and hair and right. How far? Some people are like, should I sit way back in my seat? I'm like, no, don't do that because it looks like you're, <laughs> you know, gonna about to put your feet up and like take a nap. There's certain ways of presenting yourself that are different on camera than they are in person. So the highlight reel aims to show all of those things in a smaller package that I can then send or the client can then send to an MSNBC or a CNN or a Today Show or whatever that says, look it, I'm an expert on all of this. I'm really good at it. I wanna talk about this on your show. Have me on. 
It shows that you're capable of of being on camera, in essence, is what it does. Mm. That's awesome. And what is your background? How did you get, how did you get to this? Yeah. So this is, um, this isn't, I think, an interesting story. I started out in college as a pre-veterinary medicine major. Oh, wow. My goodness. Yeah, it's 180. Um, I did that for two years. I realized that chemistry and I were never going to be friends. And but I, I, <laughs> I had the same yeah, realization at one point. Not gonna, this is just not going to work. No. Chemistry is cutting into my social life. Um, <laughs> my father was so proud. Um, so I took a year and a half off because I was I was you know I was wasting time and I was wasting money, but I didn't know what it was that I wanted to do. My school, Clemson University, is where I did my undergrad. Had a great pre-veterinary medicine program. They had just really started the communications program um, when I was there. And I said, you know what? There's a whole host of things I could do with a communications degree. Um, surely I can find something after I graduate that I can use to make a living. Yeah. And oh, by the way, maybe this will help me overcome my deathly fear of public speaking. I. I mean, I loathed it. The, going all the way back to like sixth grade, I was the person in the back of the room in a puddle, possibly of my own vomit, <laughs> rocking in the fetal position or passed out because I did, even if it was a group presentation and I could hide behind other people, I never, I hated it. Yeah. So I said, this is maybe one way that I can kick that. Mm-hmm. And so I re-enrolled. I, I got an internship at a local TV station because, hey, it's three credits and I don't have to sit in a classroom and this should be interesting. Yeah. And from day one, I loved it. So then I had to figure out how, in fact, I was going to overcome this fear of public speaking. I went on to get my master's degree bunch of more uh, additional internships and then I got my first job in Wichita Falls, Wichita Falls, Texas, which is where I really eventually learned to overcome that fear that I had. Um, talking in front of a camera is a little bit different than talking in front of a live audience. You have people in the studio that are watching you but you don't have a sea of faces. Okay. So my experience was that that was a good introduction to overcoming that fear. And then the additional exposure, station events, emceeing um, you know, charity events or auctions or hosting you know, Susan G. Komen, Race for the Cure, I did that a number of times. Those little bites and introductions into speaking to a large audience that was in front of me helped me gradually overcome those, those fears. And now I'm here. That's I'm working amazing. on a theory that is yes. like everybody is a fear of public speaking. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, you know, I do all of our videos here, and I, I constantly have people, many of which for the first time are sitting yeah. in front of that camera. And so it's something you have to kind of work with yeah. every single day. You and I were not like awesome at this when we first started. We were you not. Know? We were really rough. Yeah, and it, <laughs> every, I think everybody is. Sixty-seven episodes later, we've yeah. kind of figured it out. But you know, like, it's true. We, Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, it is. It's the doing. That's how you learn Uh it. I mean, it really is. You cannot read your way into being good on camera or a good public speaker. It really Mm -mm. is. The learning is in the doing. You know what? The thing that helped me the most, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect in front of an audience, but I'm a lot less afraid than I used to be. And the thing that helped the most was sitting in an audience watching somebody struggle to keep the attention of the audience and realizing Nobody's really paying 100% attention yeah. anyway. Yeah. We all have that internal dialogue, right. the longest conversation of our, our lives, the one with ourselves. Yes. You know? <laughs> what do I need to pick up from the grocery later? Who's going to get the kids tonight? Is ballet tomorrow or is that Saturday? Right. When is the recital? Like, there's this litany of right. stuff that's constant 
nobody's really paying that close of attention anyway. Yeah, yeah. So just take your time and chill out and be cool. You know? Chill out and be cool. And right. the key is, when you're good, the, the key is to try and get them to pay attention. Right. right. That's harder than anything else. It really is, which is why I say that first, like, 30 seconds, whether you're on oh, yeah. camera or you're on the, it has to sing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really does, because in 30 seconds is being generous. Mm -hmm. I think it's closer to eight. If you haven't yes. made them <laughs> giggle or smile or said something that is striking, they're, they're out, for better or for worse. It's really hard to get them back. Yeah, yeah, YouTube records video views as three seconds or ten yeah. seconds. You know, if you don't get them in those three seconds, you know, you yep. know. you're done. Yeah. yeah. Three seconds. They consider three seconds intent to watch. Yeah. So they record a video view as three seconds. You know? Wow. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. It used to be a little bit longer than that, but I think as our attention spans mm -hmm. gra gradually decrease, that number is that drinking. And the amount of stuff now. competing yeah. for our attention. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's hard. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, but fun. Yeah. I feel like it's it's an overwhelming thing to think about. It, let, let alone do. Being on video? Yeah. Like well, putting video content? Video, but there? also being on camera, like yeah. to a live, um, to a nationwide audience. Yeah. That's scary. It's tough. So I can't decide what's worse, that or a hundred people in front of you waiting for you to entertain them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think 100 people in front of you waiting for you to entertain yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, here's the thing. You mentioned that people aren't, aren't watching you anyway. Right. And I think one of the toughest things, and I don't struggle with this so much anymore, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm very aware of it, is that people have this... Um, you know, this expectation when you're standing up in front of them that you're going to have these, you know, these fabulous words of wisdom. And if you don't deliver, and you know you don't deliver, and then you watch them tune out, you watch them yes. disengage. or <laughs> Check you, their phone. Yes, that it's, it is so frustrating. Yeah. And I, I, always, I always advise people, if I'm giving a workshop or a seminar, um, I try and go in a little bit early to mm -hmm. any sort of event like that. And I, whether it's a networking event or whether I'm just there as kind of a keynote for a, a larger event going on, and I try, if I don't know anybody there, to make a few friends who I have, or at least I have a, a bit of an extended conversation with. And that way, if I'm up on stage, and this is a piece of advice I think everybody can use, you know you have four friendlies in the audience somewhere, or three, or two, or whatever it is. Yeah. And then you look at them when you need that that moment, that person to buoy you or kind mm -hmm. of anchor you, or you need that friendly face that's going to smile back at you and pay attention to you. Now, if you look at them and they're looking at your phone, you're probably Ugh. SOL. But, I know, right? <laughs> but look at them and, and be that anchor. And if you're in the audience and you see somebody looking at you, be that person that smiles back and helps encourage people to, to go on and not feel like they want to you know drop through a hole in the floor. We've all felt that before. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not an unfamiliar feeling to most of us. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> so, Vinny, you were a communications major. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't have much else to go on. Well, no. But <laughs> so like... I was at Ryder. I did um, journalism and multimedia communications. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And are you doing what you wanted to do with that degree? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I don't know, because I guess at the time, mm -hmm. journalism was my main focus, yeah. and I looked at multimedia communication as just where I kind of saw journalism going. Yep. Um, and today, I mean, I haven't written anything in a while, but like, you know, I, I do all the video work, and yeah. um, I head up our social media team. So it, it's gone in a different direction than I would have thought, yeah. but I'm using those same skills and those same tenets, you know, like, um, 
capturing people's attention, making content that people, you know, want to read. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, I think, too, you know, a lot of people may have entered into a journalism program and the business itself, print and, of course, broadcast and cable, um, it's, it's an industry that's in a state of contraction. Yeah. So a lot of people, I think, now have that degree but aren't doing exactly what they thought yeah. necessarily they'd be doing with it. Their career has ebbed and flowed and it's taken some turns and maybe they're here or here and they thought they would be here, but you're using those same principles of communication and imparting knowledge. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like you look at the inverted pyramid, I don't know if you'd be aware of what that, you know, basically what it is is the, the most important information is up front mm -hmm. and then as the in this case, a story goes on, you oh. get to like the stuff that's not as important right. later on. No matter what you're doing it for, these same principles apply. Yep. So like when you're building a community on Facebook, when you're building a community on Instagram, like you want that important stuff or that eye grabbing stuff, you know, like you mentioned before, those first three seconds, yeah. that's your yeah. lead. And then it all kind of like focuses down. So like the same stuff applies. We as human beings, don't really change. It's just the media and yeah. like you know it's, our attention spans. Storytelling is the same too. You know, people are drawn to stories, and it's those little elements of humanity within a story that is, I think, what it, what draws people to a person or even a business or a brand or a product. And that storytelling stays the same. It's just that the structure or the format of it, the way in which it's delivered, is is changing. Yeah, hero with yep. a thousand faces. The hero's journey. You know the. There was a, a template for all heroes, you know, that we've used for like 5,000 years now. And yeah, the yeah. best stories conform to it to a, like a T. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's a formula. Interesting. For sure. yeah. I, okay, so I, I always heard that there were like five or seven storylines, right? But I've never heard. I'll send you the hero's journey. Basically, yeah. there's a template, you know, like person is called to action, person, you know, goes out and. There's little beats that every movie hits. Like, yeah. you know, if you watch Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, like all of these movies hit these same exact beats, like in order. You right, know? right, right. Yeah. We love the character. They yeah. just put a new face on it like, yeah. every yeah. couple of years, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's why sequels are always so problematic because now we're not, I mean, some sequels will still go to that same formula again. But for the most part, you're doing something new, and people are like, oh, I know, and you're trying to one up the one yeah. before, which usually ends up meaning that it's it's not as authentic, which yeah. is yeah. another big, another big issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. So All right, to it. So I think we're gonna take a quick break, okay. and when we come back, we're gonna play a game. Oh, okay. I'm in. And we're back, and it is now time to play Awful or Awesome, which is a game where I'm going to name three things, and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome, and be prepared to defend your answers. Oh, God. We ready? Yeah. Ready. Who's Ke going first? Doesn't matter. Shout, shout, it, shout out. it out. Oh, shout it out. Yeah. Okay. First up, Keanu Reeves. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> He's so awful. He's awesome. Wow. I kind of like that. Yeah. The original question was the renaissance of Keanu Reeves because I feel like he went away for a while and then he yeah. came back. When did he go away? But then he, yeah, then Vinny posed this question to me. When did he go away? And yeah. I was like, 
I, I feel like know. for a decade, right. like since it's, the Matrix, pretty much. Right. But see, the thing was when when I asked her that, she was talking about pre-Matrix. Right, I was. Uh, so like, you were talking about like in between, say, like Bill and Ted right. and Speed. I never saw that. It was a movie. It was the the movie based on what we know as the TV show. Oh. Steve Martin was in it. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I know it. Either. Diane West. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. I know the one you're talking. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he played the boyfriend of Diane West's daughter. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. He was good, but he was like the Keon, like Ted. He was a lot like Ted. Right. I feel, okay, so here's how I feel about, I feel like he is a good guy. Mm -hmm. He's found love again. He had some tragedy in his life. He did. I really, I'm rooting for him as a person. Same. Wow. As an actor, I feel like it's, <laughs> He plays the same character over and yeah, over and over. Yeah, and it's always yeah. a little bit overdone. It was like uh, Neo, John Wick, um, Constantine, sort of all the same character. Yeah, all yeah. kind of the same, yeah. yeah. With the exception of... What was the name of that movie? Um, always be my maybe. Yeah, you'll Did always you see be. That? Oh yeah, it's been a while, but that would that it was, was cute. cute. And he played yes. himself as yeah. this what overly pretentious kind yeah, of version sort of, of himself. Yeah. Yes, yes. I thought that was hilarious. Did he? Wasn't he in a movie called like the River House or the um, the Lake House where mm -hmm. he was? He had a a girlfriend that was like they were in two different time yeah. dimensions and they were sending yeah. letters back Sandra and forth. Bullock. Maybe yeah. I think yeah. it was Sandra Bullock. <laughs> was it seriously? Or, yeah. I think it was. It was. <laughs> Yeah. But it got well, like no play. I don't think no, many people saw it. No, I don't think the critics liked it. No, they didn't. No. It was it was super depressing. I feel like oh, I yeah. have to watch that movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it just sounds. So I think weird it's cool. called like the Lake House. I think it is called the Lake House. They, huh. they get like somehow magically their mailbox allows them to transmit letters from different time zones. Not time huh. zones. Excuse me. Time periods. Yeah. Time periods like ten years in the past or whatever it was. And they, yeah, it, I know it sounds a little far fetched. No, no, no. Like, no, a, I'm like game. a typical Keanu. Yeah. Typical <laughs> So yeah, I think quiz, I would. Shot. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Shoot the hostage. Shoot the hostage. Huh? So, oh my god, right? So I think I agree with you. He's yeah. so awful. He is awesome. Yeah, I could yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got his own brand. I, of I've never even really does. been like a Matrix fan. He's so well branded. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's always on brand. <laughs> oh my god, I couldn't watch the rest of the John Wicks, and I almost couldn't get through the first one because of the puppy. I, I was. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it. We're so not, the, the, okay, no, it's mind. not even a spoiler. Okay, no. The plot of the movie is that like he's a former, like hitman for the the mob or whatever, and one of them kills his dog, and he's like, all right, well, scorched earth now. Yeah, <laughs> he goes literally scorched earth over the entire family. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did somebody kill his wife too? But I feel like the dog is what really set him off. Hmm. It's funny uh. because the dog dies on the day. Oh, not the day of the funeral, because the wife, they go to the funeral and the dog yeah. is there, I think. Really? So then the rest of the movie is just a revenge kick. Yeah. That's exactly right. And mm -hmm. I, I never saw the second or third one. I actually only saw the first one when the third one came out this year. Uh -huh. I was like, well, I might as well sit down and watch these John Wicks. Right. Didn't have like a particularly negative response to them, but I just watched the first one. It's kind of like a meh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so violent. I got to watch those kinds of things after the kid goes to bed. And, oh, like, yeah. You know, when do you have time for that? Like, I know. You know Never. Right. Never. That's and exactly your kid doesn't right. go to bed. Never. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. Oh, my yeah. God. How yeah. old is your child? She's two and a half, and, like, she doesn't sleep. She doesn't really eat, but she has an infinite font of energy, and I don't know where it came that from, you know. is awful. Yes. Oh God bless God. you. You look fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. He <laughs> doesn't look like he's got no. a two and a half year old. You know, you, you adapt. You so, do, like, right, yeah. you know, I haven't gotten a full night's sleep in 
two and a half years. Uh, but, you know, yeah. Eventually, you, you, get after, you have a psychotic breakdown. I mean, yeah. we were just talking about how lack of sleep crease, incre or decreases your immunity, and so mm -hmm. you get sick more. And it's it's how they you, they torture people. Yeah. Like, yes. sleep deprivation is yes. a torture device. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's true. I'm yeah. absolutely certain that at the daycare, they're just, like, playing some game where they spit in each other's mouths. Because there's, <laughs> like, every other day, she's coming home sick, you know? Uh, just like, he's just a faucet of boogers. Oh, and, my like, God. People don't believe me. My brother, shout out to my brother, thought that I was like making something up when I was like, no, she's got, she's sick. And he was like, she had the flu like two weeks ago. And I'm like, you're right. She did have the flu she two did. weeks ago. Yeah. And now she has the gold. And did you get the flu too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's standard. Out. I know. Oh, that sucks. It does. All right. Also on. awful. Yeah. Also awful. awful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next up is uh, Clementine's. Clementines are great. Well, are they though? Yeah. The great. Well, is, awesome. is this another no. Chef Boyardee great battle? Awesome. Like Clementines are awesome. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I I don't. If my only choices are awful and awesome, I guess awesome. Yeah. I okay. mean, I feel mediocre about them. Right. To be okay. Yeah. So I love how easy they are to peel. Yes. That's what makes but them awesome. But it takes like yes. ten of them. Also true. For them to be any kind of snack. I don't yeah. consider like, it like a meal. It's like, it's a snack. But it's yeah. fruit. It's not any kind of snack. Like what? It's not gonna fill you up. It's but not gonna, like no fruit no. is gonna fill you up. Like I eat a banana. I feel like I'm more hungry than I was before I, I ate the banana. It's all the sugar. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, you're gonna drop some knowledge on me. Like this is why. I think it's when it, it's like your your insulin spikes and then you crash or something mm. along those lines. Yeah. That's interesting because that's yeah. that's why I try to stay away from sugar. But yeah. of course, fruit has sugar in has it. Has sugar in it. And so. Isn't it like good sugar? Am I just lying to okay. myself. Like, right? All sugar is sugar, but yeah. there's some sugar in fruit that comes obviously with fiber and other nutrients. So it's mm, not right. like you're eating spoonfuls of, of white sugar. It's mm. right, but it's still sugar. Okay. So, yeah. I, you you know what? When you said spoonfuls of white sugar, I had a moment, and I just was like, "What would that be? It would be delicious it all is, the time." It is delicious all the time. <laughs> I used to, helps the medicine go down, right? <laughs> I used to date this guy who would we he would make French toast, and then he would take his sugar bowl and oh, like yeah. sprinkle white sugar, oh, yeah. and then add syrup. Oh my, I'm fully supportive of this. It was the most amazing food I've ever eaten in my life. And then when we broke up, I had to stop doing that because it was going to kill me. No, like, yeah. pants don't fit. No. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, that's just... not a good look. Yeah. But wow. it's true. It, d it does. T I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm ashamed to admit this, but also not really. Um, on more than one occasion, after one of those hellacious wake up at 1.30, I take, you know, four hours of sleep total during the day. I have been known to have been caught in my kitchen with a spoon in the brown sugar jar. <gasps> spoon in one hand, glass of wine in the other. Oh, my <laughs> so God. That's how I make it. Brown sugar? Yes. It's delicious. It but is I've delicious. I've never thought about eating it. Whole or well, like just by itself. So it's hard. Like it gets hard, you know, and you got to, it requires energy. So I'm getting right. a little bit of a workout as I. <laughs> not a workout. When I was really little, my grandma would put brown sugar in her coffee, and whenever she fixed herself a cup of coffee, she would give me like a little bit of it. Yes. I remember loving it's it. Delicious. But it was sugar. I know so it's I'm still sugar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't do these things with Chloe because she will no. be off the off the walls. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't need sugar to be crazy. She doesn't. <laughs> no, she does not. All right. Last one. Cover bands. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, I mean, it's, well, you know what? It's kind of like a Keanu Reeves situation. Right. Okay. They can be so awful <laughs> that it makes the night fabulous because you just can't help but laugh and smile. And then you end up going out and dancing. And dancing like, anyway. Yes. yes. It's 100%. an endless supply of laughing yeah. and entertainment. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. 
I'm a big fan of like YouTube cover bands, you know? Like, Ooh, what's I'll, that? So like, you know, you go on YouTube and you find a song that you really like, but now these people have made it something totally different. Like, let's just <gasps> say like, take a song, give me a song that you like, just something. Back to Life by, uh, what was that? Oh, um, get back, back to life, back to reality. <laughs> so now imagine a metal version of that. You know, like that's the kind of thing that you can find on YouTube. Because wow. YouTube is awesome. Yeah. So yeah. YouTube is awesome. So I do that I a lot. That. Like I'll um like I I'll take something I like and I wanna hear like something totally different, like a different take on it, you know. Oh, okay. You get a lot of like really slow versions of things too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know what's good for that? Grey's Anatomy. Like they always have some slowed down version of some nineties. Yeah. Ballad or not ballad like um rock song right yeah. a and they make it like almost yeah. like an acoustic they make kind it a ballad right yeah it's wow. kind of that's a popular thing to do now yeah. is to like apparently take, you know, and the the slow piano version. Mm. If we ever have like our last episode of this show, I want to get my supervisor Bob Considine to make us like a really slow, sad like Aww. you know like oh, version yeah. of our very like uh, you know yeah with the our theme, theme song. song. Yeah, you're upbeat. Or maybe not. Maybe no, because that would just be too sad of a yeah. note to end the show on. But but I was always thinking about that, like the slow piano, like right. And now I'm imagining our theme song <laughs> of that. So yeah. <laughs> Everybody depressed. Yeah. It makes me sad. I don't want to think about our show ending. No, it's not True. ending. No. So on that note, yeah, <laughs> um, we have okay. this segment of the show where we yes. like to give advice to, to younger people. Okay. Or really anybody. It yeah. doesn't have to be. If you're people. not younger, stop listening. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things, I mean, you mentioned, uh, you know, that you do consulting for video. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of people that come into this place and they're on camera for the first time and sometimes not the first time, right. but they could still use some advice. So give us some advice that you would give to somebody who's going to be in front of the camera for the first time, maybe in front of an audience for right. the first time. Yeah. So there's a couple of best practices that I think overlap, but one of the things that I get asked a lot about either medium, what do I wear? My basic is this, women always look good in jewel tones. Mm -hmm. So What's a jewel tone? Um, it is emerald, it is fuchsia, sapphire. it is bright, oh, sapphire, yeah. cobalt. Sure. Bright and colors. Bright colors, Isn't there right? a jewel for every color? I, so. I yeah, but you don't want like um, a topaz or I mean, listen. If you know your colors and you know what your background is and you know how to do your makeup, depending on what you're wearing, then by all means, like you're most more educated than most people. But if you're not sure and you're second guessing what to wear, blue is a universally flattering color for everybody. So yep. blue, solid. Women look great in V-necks. Um, they tend to be more flattering, especially when it, you know it comes to camera, which it, which can add some weight. Unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, blue is a universally flattering color for both on stage and on and on camera. I had a stylist say to me one time, "If you ever want to go to an event and get lost in the crowd, wear black because that's what everybody wears." And it's true. Wearing a color on stage for a big event is fabulous. Um, wearing black on camera, it can look great. It looks great on you right now, but if you don't know the quality of your cameras, black, red, and white are colors to stay away from. Hmm. Blue is a sure bet. Um, another question that I get is, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. And that, that hands down, it's the, what do I wear and what do I do with my hands? And here is my question or my answer, excuse me. <laughs> if you, Unless you were like wildly, you know, waving your hands around like Talladega Nights style, if you ever saw that movie, <laughs> yeah. Um, do with your hands whatever you would normally do with your right. hands. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, if you try and, if you talk with your hands and you try and stifle that, 
it stifles everything else about your speech, it stifles your natural body language, it stifles your ability to communicate authentically. So do with your hands whatever it is that you would do. Watch yourself on camera. If your hands look distracting, make sure that you are using them in ways that emphasize what you're talking about. Other than that, I think you are good to go. And I would say the other thing is to remember energy. It's another big mistake that people make. They tend to think that they are very animated when in fact they look like they have been medicated. And I know that <laughs> I know this. That's not um, you know, a, a criticism necessarily. I know this because I it's something I did, right? I, I remember watching myself in those first few broadcasts and I'm like, wow, I thought it was really like bam, you know, jumping off the screen and I look like I'm tired. Everything on camera is flattened. Everything on a big stage with a large audience that goes back, your gestures, everything are diminished and muted. So energy, gestures are always usually, uh, you know, a little bit larger than life in both mediums. There's, sure. you know, every rule is made to be broken, but as a general, as a general rule, that's one to follow. And when you practice, don't practice for perfection. Just practice to plan. Mm -hmm. People practice and they they stop when they make a mistake. And one of the most important things to do is to keep pushing on because you practice to learn how to handle those mistakes. So if you're up on stage and your PowerPoint goes down or you've got a heckler in the crowd or you mm -hmm. lose your train of thought, you need to have the tools to be able to handle those mistakes and keep on moving. So when you practice, Practice to plan for that stuff. Don't practice for perfection. Perfection is unattainable. Oh, it's unattainable. It's a waste of your time. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I love that piece of advice because I feel like people don't do it often enough. They don't call it they're like the elephant in the room. Let's just talk about it. Yeah. PowerPoint fell. Whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Done. yeah. Oh my gosh. Give me a second. I'm gonna try to wiggle this or whatever. Right. And, you know, like it just it happens. And you think in your mind, oh my god, oh my god, I'm failing, I'm failing. I can't believe this. I wanna I wish the wish the hole would open up in the stage and I would fall through. And meanwhile, everybody out in the audience is thinking, wow. She handled that pretty well. Right. I wonder if I could have handled it that well. I mean, really, honest to God, that's what they're thinking, unless you're, you know, a complete disaster, but let's mm. hope that's not the case. And yeah. I feel like in most cases, they're on your side. Yeah, like, yeah they Nobody are. is rooting for you to fall on your face. Uh, nobody no. is rooting for you to fail. They all want, because that would be uncomfortable for them. Right, <laughs> exactly. It makes the audience right. nervous. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so if you just roll with the punches and be like, oh, well, that didn't work. Let's, right. let's keep going and see what happens. Okay. Have a little humor about it, a little bit. And really, honestly, I'd say turn your mistakes into personality showcases mm -hmm. because a mistake is something if you handle it well can really draw your audience to you it can right. endear you to them and if exactly. you can handle it well then people appreciate that exactly yeah. true yep. yeah very well said I meant to Thank tell you, you um, the last episode of our show so I subscribe to our show on YouTube on my personal account because you know I like to see when it comes through and everything yeah. Um, when you hover over like the little thumbnail, it gives you like a small little two or three second clip of just like random little bits from the show. And I was so animated in our last show that I swear the actual thumbnail of our show from the last episode is me going like this. <laughs> and th there's no point in the episode where I did this, wow. but it pulled like little oh, clips. random little clips. And clip. it didn't take any of you or any <laughs> of our yes. guests. It was just me going like and this. Like what did it do? It butted them all together yeah. and yeah, I made one little clip of me going That's crazy. A sizzle reel. Yes. So, yes. YouTube yeah. has a sense of humor. <laughs> yes. So I laughed so hard I dropped my phone. <laughs> I meant to record that and send it to you. Yeah. I definitely want to see that. Yeah. Check it out. I definitely or I thought I did subscribe, but I guess I obviously don't, so I need to subscribe so that I can see that. Yeah. yeah. You should yeah. definitely subscribe to your own show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Help what the numbers, just that one person. Communications 101. Yeah. <laughs>
my god. Okay. All right. So is there anything coming up that you want to promote? Oh, gosh. So I do have a workshop coming up in March. I'm still nailing down the date. So I'll post that information on my website and on my LinkedIn page. But it'll be a media training seminar, about four hours, in which you'll get media training. You'll get the opportunity to be on camera. We'll have a professional photographer there, videographer. And what every attendant attendee will be able to walk out with is a 30-second professionally produced introduction video about themselves and their business. So they can post that on their website as a banner video. They can use it on LinkedIn. They can use little bits of it on social media. So it'll be media training and, and that video production. Again, it'll be the end of March. I don't have the date nailed down just yet, but you can find that information on my website. And let's hear the website. Yeah. You know, my however website. somebody would get a hold of you yes. to check out this stuff or hire you. you know? Absolutely. So my website is uh, carriebarrettconsulting.com. Um, my email is Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, at CarrieBarrettConsulting.com. And then my phone number is 973-210-4952. You can reach me at any of those um, outlets. And there's also a form on my website you can, f you can fill in if you need to get in touch with me or book a call or whatever. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This was so much fun. This was awesome. I feel like my first po podcast was was not that bad. It's all going to be downhill success. from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was great. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. My <clears throat> pleasure. So I think that's our show. Thank you to our listeners and our subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out. Um, and finally, thank you to Carrie Barrett of Aww. Carrie Barrett Consulting. This was so yeah. fun. I'm My pleasure. really excited that you came out. And we didn't even swear. We didn't even swear. Yeah, we were talking about that beforehand, yeah. <laughs> no bleeping necessary. No, I know. What a, what a shame. I know, they would right? just throw one in right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.